Hello and welcome back to Battle Plan, a podcast focused on spiritual warfare. I'm Steve Hemphill, and Battle Plan is an ongoing discussion of how we put our faith into action. Our website is active-faith.org, and my email is stevehemphill1 at me.com. I'd love to hear from you. In our last episode, we asked the question, can scripture prevent flooding? Today, we're going to ask, was the tree of knowledge in Eden real? Was the tree of knowledge of good and evil in the Garden of Eden a real tree with real fruit? Now, I want you to know I did an informal study, uh, probably 60 or 80 people, and and asked them that question. And you know, over 60%, and these are Christians active in, in church, over 60% said, no, it wasn't a real tree with real fruit. It was just a, a, a symbol for evil. So, so then I asked them, so you're telling me that Adam and Eve got kicked out of Eden for eating imaginary fruit? <laughs> and then they would go, oh, okay, I, I guess it was a real tree with real fruit. Genesis 2, 19, I mean, uh, 2 verse 9 NLT says, the Lord God made all sorts of trees grow up from the ground, trees that were beautiful and that produced delicious fruit. In the middle of the garden, he placed the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. So if the tree of knowledge of good and evil is a real tree with real fruit, the tree of life's in the same sentence. It's a real tree with real fruit. And by the way, it appears in Revelation, and everybody calls it symbolic. But if it's a real tree in Genesis, why isn't it a real tree in Revelation? Notice also that, that it did not forbid them to eat from the tree of life. It only forbid them from eating the tree of the fruit from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Genesis 3, starting in verse 1, says, The serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals the Lord God had made. One day he asked the woman, did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? And Eve said, verse two, of course we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, the woman replied. It's only from the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we're not allowed to eat. God said, you must not eat it or even touch it. If you do, you'll die. So, so Eve knew this. Adam had told her not to eat that, said that she wouldn't have known if Adam hadn't told her. And in verse four, the serpent says, you won't die. The serpent replied to the woman, God knows that your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat it, and you'll be like God, knowing both good and evil. The woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious, and she wanted the wisdom it would give her. Wisdom is not what God said it would give her. Wisdom is what the enemy said it would give her. It was a lie. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it too. At that moment, verse seven, their eyes were opened and they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness. So they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. No, first of all, Eve was not surprised the snake talked. I'd have been saying, Adam, come here. There's a talking snake over here. Maybe all the animals talked. I don't know. But she had no surprise at all that the serpent talked. And in that moment, everything changed. Their eyes were opened. They began to die. They were made to live forever. But because they disobeyed, there's a curse. And it began to bring death. It took a long time in their case. 
but death began then. There was no death before sin, according to the scriptures. Earth became a cursed place. There's pain in childbirth. You had to work for food, all kinds of repercussions for this. Notice also that here that, that Satan called God selfish and controlling. Oh, did he say you couldn't do that? Oh, you'd be better off if you did that. And, and also Adam was with her and he did not intervene. He watched her eat the fruit and then took some when she gave it to him. Lots of lessons can be gleaned from this sad story. I pray we gain wisdom and discernment from these, these things in this passage. So in light of today's thoughts, let me suggest part of your personal battle plan might be to truly trust God's commands without question. He always has our best interest at heart. Maybe you could pray like this, Lord, forgive me for second guessing you and your commandments. Help me to have the trusting faith of a child. Remind me of biblical stories like this one that illustrate how not trusting you turns out and it's never good. Help me to trust and obey in Jesus' name. See you next time on Battle Plan. We're going to talk about can scripture in shoes bring repentance? Can scripture in shoes bring repentance? You might be surprised at the answer to that. Let me remind you to keep praying because prayer works. God loves you and I love you. Have a great day.